I'm Will Hedrick. And I'm Jordan Schaffer. And this is Dog Years and Timestamps, a book club podcast. And we're back to high fantasy. Back to high fantasy-esque-ish. I don't know. That's just I, I saw that as like one of the tags under the mm-hmm. descriptor. It, it basically had There's definitely high fantasy in that there's magic. Right. And there's this other race of humanoid things that are doing magic things. Yeah, for sure. And um, it's so like, yeah, it's high fantasy, I guess. But there's, I don't think we're going to find a dragon. You know? <laughs> yeah, no, that's... Is that the rule for high fantasy? Dragon? I think that that's just like what you think of first, you know? Shrek is a high fantasy. And then you think of a green dragon, you think of a knight fighting it. Yeah. So and Shrek, the yeah. knight went to like a wizard's tower to ask him advice. You know, like I think that's like the first thing you think of. Okay. Or at least this is the first thing that I think of. Yeah. Obviously, there's all sorts of, you know, nuance to any genre, but mm-hmm. that's what I always think about. Yeah. You know? And then this is taking place like on actual earth <coughs> during an actual time of history. It, it's taking place in Russia yeah. under the Tsarist rule. Mm-hmm. You know, there's real world in- issues with, you know, our our first set of characters are Jewish and they are dealing with discrimination. Yeah, they're and, they're almost like non-stereotypical Jews, like in the harshest, like, stereotype, I feel like. You know what I mean? Like, they're moneylenders, which is, I guess might be a stereotype. It's pretty but stereotypical. Like, but, but he's like the nicest, non-like, mm-hmm. penny-pinching, like... And then, like, the one that she goes to for the jewelry stuff mm-hmm. he's a jew yeah. he's a jeweler yeah you know, like, these are kind of like stereotypical functions at the time it's i good. meant to look up to see if the author was jewish uh and... naomi Naovchik or something like that mm-hmm. yeah I guess, maybe I guess just because i was curious i was like you're kind of writing these jewish characters yeah. into jewish corners and that's interesting if you're not jewish <laughs> yeah <laughs> um which you know it wouldn't matter to me because i'm not jewish so it can't offend me in any way but or at least not on a personal level. Um, but it's just interesting. Like, as I was reading, I was like, okay, these Jews are moneylenders, which we don't know immediately. Mm-hmm. We don't find out until some point after they visit their grandparents for the first time or something that we see anyways. Um, and then this one's a, a, a jeweler and they're being discriminated against and like all these things that was like, man, if you don't have like a personal stake in this, it's just interesting for you to write about. Je- jeweler and jewelry. I should look like, it up before I say too much. Those words don't have any thing in common other than like a common etymology right? i don't think so okay. but i don't know me neither and i wonder if that has anything to do with the fact that they are like they're handling i mean jewelry is kind of like a common element for something that that, that they handle in this right you know those so are also like uh, for all i know um jewel is an english word for that like it probably has a different name in another language yeah um i don't know who gave them I guess they gave themselves the name Jews, but they have their own language as well. And is Jewel the same in um, uh, Hebrew? Uh, because if so, then maybe. I would love to find like a bunch of diamonds and gems and stuff and name them like Wills. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like the Jews. <laughs> <laughs> right. Like Jewish people found a bunch of diamonds and stuff. I'm sure that's not what happened. But have you been you've been enjoying the book though, right? Yes. Um, sort of tentatively still. Yeah. Uh, there are, there's a lot about it that I enjoy. And it's really long. So I feel like it's definitely taking its time to get mm-hmm. set. And it's a world that's already established in one of her other, her, her other books. So there might be a few things, at least uh, world building wise, that if we had read, you know, one of her other novels that, you know, it doesn't matter with this story, but it might help us um, just with like foundation, like how you and I both had a little bit of foundation with The Witcher reading the prequels before going into the first book. Mm-hmm. So. I'm trying to I'm 
just very briefly skimming through her Wikipedia just to answer my question, is she of Jewish descent? Uh, just out of a curiosity thing. Um, and yeah, what I see here is not about that, but just about uprooted the novel that, uh, you know, takes place. Um, In a similar ostensibly. universe? Yeah, it seems, at least by the Wikipedia description, says uh, has a bit about uprooted, uh, which is set in a fantasy world inspired by the kingdom of Poland. Um, and then uh, Spinning Silver, a 2018 novel, is set in a similar fantasy world. Oh, gotcha, my bad. So, but this is also just the Wikipedia article. Yeah. Um, I think it's pretty clearly uh, designed to look, to be Russia mm-hmm. or like an analog oh, for yeah, Russia. Yeah, yeah. Um, even I think the, that's even all the, given. Yeah, even the voice actors have like a Russian accent. They're going you know, for that, yeah. For okay. sure. It's a, yeah, like the names are very, you know, yeah. Russian uh, or like Euro-Russian um, and the the fact that they're all, you know, it's in under the czarist rule, um, you know, prior to the revolution and all that. Um, so it's, it really threw me off whenever that stuff started being revealed. Mm-hmm. Like at first it's like, okay, it's a fantasy world. I know that she's doing some sort of magic thing because she's spinning yeah. silver right. or whatever, you know, is what is presented to you at the beginning. Um, and then like out of no, and then, then they start saying things like, um, SARS and I was like, okay, well that's just using, you know, the name of King effectively in, you know, the Russian language at right. that time, um, to just describe what a King is, you know, that's not a stretch to put a real world or yeah, real word just, into a fake world, you yeah, know, they're just based loosely, right? Like you, you wouldn't necessarily call something else a sword something else just because it's a fantasy world you know like, oh, wouldn't that you be would just weird? call it a sword that would be super strange and i feel forced if somebody did do that oh yeah um, that would be crazy uh anyway. but you know like same principle like just yeah. use a word that you already have you don't have to make up something i mean they do the same with king you know we use king in every fantasy certainly western fantasy novel um and and then yeah, at true, some point it just true. threw out the word Jew like we're Jews <laughs> and they're not gonna no one would ever employ a Jew I think is like the phrase mm-hmm. that it works or uses to you know to finally reveal that bit of information I was like oh is this the real world what is I mean, going on here Jews are a classic character in high fantasy have you read <laughs> many high fantasy novels Will? <laughs> <laughs> apparently not I mean but right, that, yeah, right totally after the dragon that you you meet the Jew right that's true right. <laughs> in every video game <laughs> right. And then, like, slightly before they threw out, you know, the Jew moniker, they introduced us to the idea of the Varstic, the, or the, whatever they're called. Um, yeah, that sort of other race. Mm-hmm. That humanoid uh, race that, you know, preys on humans and humans yeah. have no way to defeat them. Ex- um, and basically and, who, like, our main girl is sort of being forced to uh, marry. Yeah. The, the king of that, like, the, he's not he's, a czar, though, right? Yeah. <laughs> so that's, that's I think he refers to himself as a king. Yeah, yeah we immediately drop The king of czar. a mountain or whatever. King of the ice mountain, I think he says. And, he'll, it's like a and so they had already introduced that element. I was like, so there's some sort of magical thing happening here. Yes. And then, but it's also the real world. And so, so I just wasn't expecting that. Yeah. And even in this world, like, as, as you already said, and as the title says, like, the spinning silver, that, that sort of rumor gets kind of spread around all the way up to the king, uh, to where he... He's like, mm-hmm. oh, you, you. Well, she declares go? it on the road yeah. home from uh, Vicinia one day with her mm-hmm. mom or whatever. She's like fighting. He's like, would you rather we still be poor? Yeah, you no, know? I remember that. Yeah. Back when dad couldn't fucking get it done. But and and so now I'm getting next, it done. And Didn't he show up like the next day at her house? Yeah. Like, hey, you're coming mm-hmm. with me. I heard you. Because they could see <laughs> the Varstick Road off in the woods. Oh, yeah. Um, okay. And. And it's in that moment, she's getting mad at her mom. And she's like, I can, you have a daughter that can turn silver into gold, blah, blah, blah. And I guess, 
that's within earshot of the road. So the king hears that and then comes back. Yeah, it comes the next day. And, mm-hmm. and after, you know, trying to track him down a little bit, finally gets a hold of her and you know, says, you golden. said you can spin, you can, you know, make silver into gold. If you can, uh, and you really impress me, we'll get married. Right. <laughs> <laughs> that's his golden goose, but he gets to marry it. Right. That's pretty good. Pretty good. Right. You would think it's not it really out. a bad idea. Um, he didn't want it, to. I think it, at least the way that it sort of, impressed upon me was that he was hoping that she would fail at a point Mm -hmm. that way he got you know a bunch of free gold out of her and then didn't actually have to marry her because i think that he was originally just going to like force her like i mean obviously you're going to do this for me yeah that's that's kind of the vibe of like the rumpelstiltskin kind of thing that that every every little um hook article about this is going to reference that this book is like loosely based on you know Mm -hmm. where like he could basically use her to get a bunch of gold you know right but then, like a for whenever he drops off the second amount of silver, mm-hmm. she's like, "And what do I get for doing this?" <laughs> and he goes, "Oh, I'll marry you." <laughs> you know, uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> I'll marry you. Because <clears throat> I guess they value gold so much that that would be at least an equitable trade in his opinion. Because he then goes on to continue to be honorable, or at least holds his mm-hmm. word. You know, he's like. I said I was going to marry you. I don't fucking want to. You don't fucking want to. But you went and fucking did this thing I didn't think you could do that I promised you I would do this if I if you did it. So we're fucking married now. Yeah. I mean, to be <laughs> fair, though, he's got to lock it down. I mean, that is a money maker. Right. She's the breadwinner mm-hmm. and he can do magic. They're and then, good, yeah, it just couple. turns out that she can actually turn silver into gold. Yeah. Which happens when she gets to the castle. Uh, but there was an interesting throwaway line that I was waiting to see if it would come true. And then it obviously did at the end of this last chapter where she's trying to get out of the marriage or whatever. And mm-hmm. she says, what if I can't actually turn silver into gold in your world? I can, what if I can only do it in my world? Mm-hmm. Uh, because she knows that she could only do it in her world because she's doing it through trade. And, and he's like, no, uh, what is claimed? Uh, what is, he says like, what is uh, claimed questioned and then proven three times is, and so then she does it three times, and now that she's there, she can actually do it. Yeah, I feel like the three is going to be a, <clears throat> obviously a common theme mm-hmm. in this story. Like, there are three girls that it were following. It seems to have, just to do, yeah, yeah, that too, that's a good point. I didn't even think about that. But I think yeah. that at least her deal being able to, is has to do with, like, the magic of their promise keeping. Mm-hmm. Because then, like, whenever she makes a new deal for, like, okay, we don't have to bang. What will you give me uh, for me foregoing my right to our nuptials? Mm-hmm. And uh, and she's trying to figure out, okay, so do we shake on this deal now? And he's like, no. And she's like, well, what makes it a deal? And he says, ask me three more times or something like that. It has something <laughs> to do with like, there's like magic in their yeah. way of agreeing to things. And I think that that has a lot to do. Three is a magic number. Yeah. And that is, that is the thing, honestly, that like, I'm listening to another fantasy novel, like right now that I, it's one that I've already listened to. So it's kind of just, um, feel good you know for me right mm-hmm. now and but they have uh, this this kind of theme where uh you know they they say it three times and it's kind of just like okay that that means like i've got it locked and memorized like mm-hmm. if, if say like you and i were gonna pull off a heist or whatever i'd be like dude say it three times and then we'll go and right. then you'd tell me the plan back you know probably just once and then we'd right, go. Yeah. But, <laughs> but like the, the idea was like you know just if say make sure you know it you know right, if you can right. say it three times you know it so um yeah, I mean that that must be a common thing. Also in uh Beacon, totally Beacon 23 uh 
Uh, I don't know why I always think of that book, but the only thing from that book that sticks to me is just that trouble comes in threes, you know? And, right. And I think that happened in a Stephen King book, or in uh, Salem's Lot, like mm-hmm. right after we well, read Well, three that. o'clock in the morning is the witching hour. The Dang, rooster crowed three times uh, 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 by the, the time... Uh, striga back, Well, right? that, but also in the Bible. Oh. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I was like, the witcher? <laughs> the, the, uh, or, well, no, not the rooster crowed, crowed three times, but uh, Judas denounced... Uh, Jesus three times before the rooster crowed. Dang, Judas. And there's there's like just a million things that are three. Three is a very classically magic number, and when things happen in threes, it's supposed to be meaningful and all this sort of stuff, you know. So is that why they uh, they only like crown the top three? I guess so. I wonder if they thought about it that hard and were just like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah, at what point did they start having three places in competitions? Just whenever there were enough people that that was still considered like a prestigious number to be third amongst 20 as opposed because you why would you honor the third place in a four person race? You know, (laughs) (laughs) that wouldn't make any sense. The Olympics have been around for a long time, too, since like the 1800s, I think. Like late well, the, the Olympics as we know them, yes, but the Olympics has been around since Grecian times. I didn't even think about that. Yeah, (laughs) it was the, the Greeks started it to prevent war they're like what well, if we just get all of our states together for this athletic competition then that'll get our aggression out we can I fight bet, each other in a symbolic way i bet that was a, i bet it was a bunch of women that were like sitting around at like the the women's round table and they're like hey all the guys are too freaking testosteroned up from all this lack of like from all this war let's just get them right. to play a game we just get them to <laughs> fist fight each other <laughs> if we can just have them all play it out just like kids right, <laughs> you know? yeah. i feel like that's something at least moms i've heard moms make that like right yeah. <laughs> let's just hire them out and then we'll be good <laughs> right but yeah I, I this book is really long like i've already said uh at least it feels long to me like looking we at still the, have another like almost 300 pages i think yeah for me it says like 15 hours or something for 13 hours something like that and it's just um some of the other books that i've read that really stick with me like um the name of the wind that one is like 26 hours you know and uh game of thrones that one's like mm-hmm. you know high 20s in the hours i think salem's lot was up there too you know it's just like I like the pace that this is going. It's taking yeah. a sweet time, and I don't feel like it know, is, but like, it isn't because, like, I would have thought that no, a lot marrying the sure. Ice King would be a big confrontation, and it's happened but it's happened in the on. first ten chapters. Yeah, I, I just at least as for what I was expecting, but I wasn't also I also wasn't expecting that we were jumping between three characters and three stories. Very true. So that you know was outside of my expectancy. Um, but yeah, I like all the big things have already happened, like the. The Duke's daughter is now married to the Tsar mm-hmm. and is running away. Our what I'm going to continue to call our main character, Miriam, mm-hmm. uh, is now married to the Ice King, and Wanda, the farmer's daughter, is now running from home because her father is dead. Are all those Russian names Miriam Wanda? N- uh, Miriam's a very Jewish name. Oh yeah, I forgot they were Jewish. Um, Wanda, I don't know what that would maybe. She's stem a farmer. From. She's a redneck. Yeah, right. That's a redneck name. Um, just kidding. <laughs> the uh, the Duke's daughter is, is a pretty Russian name. It's yeah. like it's a uh, Irina or something like that. <laughs> they they say uh, Irina for short, but she's mm-hmm. got like her full name is a little bit more you know fancy. Yeah, as befitting a Duke's daughter. Yeah, I I mean I really do like the narrators. They uh, they're either. Mm. Um, you know, from that area, or they can do a good accent at least for it. Mm. Uh, one, not like I'm the master of accents, but right, uh, it's convincing to you. Yeah, it's good enough. 
excuse me and I, I i i've been really liking it and uh i'm definitely enjoying it i'm not ever feeling like it's slow yeah or that i'm like okay what's next uh but at the same time like i don't care about the duke's daughter mm-hmm. as a character i just don't care for her yet she's pretty blank i mean honestly um, all the characters they kind of make i feel like they give everybody some depth you know where where it's not necessarily just like there's really just one character that I, I think of that is just like for sure absolute evil, you know, the, that the farmer's yeah, dad the farm, or the, the yeah, farm, Wanda's exactly. father. Want, yeah, Wanda's dead. Dead. But uh, I feel like a lot of them, they give this depth where they're not just like we completely fall in love with Miriam or whatever. Cause she's kind of like kind of a bitch sometimes. Cause she's, you know, she's gotta be hard because mm-hmm. she's, she's grown up in this really, really rugged hard life of being so broke and her dad being so nice and it just like and them always getting mm-hmm. behind her him having to sell like uh, her mother's dowry to like mm-hmm. uh try and get a, get even barely caught up and then he never can and then she just has to like apparently she she just like sees all the all the weakness she sees it as weakness i guess but uh, all the kindness you know mm-hmm. that's been taken advantage and she's like i'm just going to do it back to them and just like you know get get what's due and i think the mom and dad have some issues with it but well, they obviously well, they totally do because, do, yeah. because, you know, at one point they, they confront each other like, you know, would you rather still be poor? And the mom was super sick. That's why, you know, she that's what drew. Yeah. Her that's mom why was she going had to take over. And yeah. Because yeah. the dad couldn't, you know, he couldn't do it. He he had the, his heart in the right place, but that doesn't run a business, you know, mm-hmm. which is, I guess, maybe not certainly a, a in a town a where like everybody knows they can take advantage of you yeah. and is also against you because you're in a situation where you're prejudiced against, you know, yeah. you're in this situation, a Jew yeah. and the town is not Jewish mm-hmm. and they all hate you because you're well, not hate you, but think down and lowly of you because yeah. there are refugees in this yeah. country. They've come from there's, what I think we're given to believe is the middle East. Yeah. Uh, well, there's you know. no winning for them. I mean, the dad is super nice and then he gets taken advantage of and mm-hmm. then the daughter's super harsh and then it's hated, right. you know, like there's no winning for them. And, and the, both of those characters being, you know, there's a big, a big balance because obviously we're following around Miriam and I feel like I do like her, mm-hmm. but she is kind of harsh in a lot of situations, you know, right. realistic and harsh. And mm-hmm. I feel it's almost like Simon Cowell from American Idol, like <laughs> how uh, you like him because he's like, he gives good constructive criticism. He's not just like, he's not just there mm-hmm. like collecting a paycheck, you know, just right. saying like, you know, good enough. Uh, we'll let the fans decide. Mm. But uh I'm definitely, I'm invested in her story. Yeah, I like hers. And I'm invested in Wanda's story. I, I, yeah, I was about to say that as well. Just with the dad trying to sell her off and then the, this big fight and then him dying. Right. <laughs> it's like, yeah. fuck yeah, I'm so glad he's gone. And then uh, Wanda's like an Amazon, right? Like, isn't she huge? She's just a big farm girl. Yeah, right? she is. <laughs> I like that. She's so. like just, uh, they kind of, I don't know how outright they say it, but they do describe her as being, you know, maybe as being tall. I don't know if hair? they intended to say taller than most girls, but they say tall. Whether they said uh, she has red hair or not, she does in my mind. There you go. Does she? Maybe. Does she for you? Sure. I was just going with standard, just like brown. <laughs> oh, I made it like, yeah, maybe it is brown. You know, like in Scooby-Doo where like that farmer's daughter or whatever, like always would like hit on Shaggy or whatever. Maybe I'm thinking like Dukes of Hazard or whatever. Mm. They had like a Dukes of Hazard meets. Uh, yeah, that's a blonde girl. Never mind. <laughs> I, was, I, was, I guess i just like obviously couldn't make the connection i think your classic <laughs> farmer's daughter and those kinds of classic movies were like where the, the farmer's daughter is like pigtails yeah she's there. like an item an object or whatever mm-hmm. they're usually blonde in those character roles yeah and mine it's the same thing but red 
or straw-colored right. hair. The description straw-colored hair is very common. So they for can go romping around in the hay bale or right. the hay. <laughs> hay uh, they, you wouldn't go romping in a hay bale. You go romping in the hay pile. You would if it was Scooby Doo. They jump into those hay bales like they're water. Oh yeah, and they kind of go like. But yeah, I'm invested in those two stories. I don't care about Arena yet. Um, hopefully yeah. at some point she develops some character but characters like her are always really bland and nothing at first because mm-hmm. they're just like their whole lives have just been like living inside the house in mm-hmm. the room and certainly the ones that are disenfranchised like her where she's not beautiful enough to be wed off to somebody uh, of yeah. probably even equal status you know yeah she'll have a lot of room to grow as the book goes i think mm-hmm. you know maybe, hope so. maybe as she like uh, finds herself and you right. know other tropey sort of ideas for a character like that yeah um, which might continue to be a reason that I don't become invested in her. Yeah. Cause you're like, okay, this character is just only a trope, <laughs> <laughs> which is fine amongst two other characters that I'm invested in, but disappointing. Yeah. I, I wonder, I wonder if like this, these three characters are kind of fulfilling like a, I don't want to say fulfilling like, you, you know, pre predisposed character roles, you know, but mm-hmm. Um, let's not even do that. Let's not, I was about to say, <laughs> like, let's break them down and and see if we can. But no, let's not do that because I mean that might take a little bit of the fun out of it. And right. I want I want to see the uh, you know that third character. I always forget her name. You just said it, Irina. Irina. I want to see her grow. You know. Yeah. So don't I think to that to a degree that might be the point as well is to have these characters be archetypes of these classical stories because this is a classical. Well, it's mm-hmm. a it's a retelling of a classical yeah. story. You know. And, yeah, and everybody has like a lot of depth, like we've been saying. So I think there's going to be likable and dislikable f- features about everybody. You know, and mm-hmm. that's that's honestly kind of cool. It's sort of refreshing. There's not just like one character that we can blindly follow and love. Like I'm, I'm like the other book that I'm listening to right now. There's just a main character that's sort of like a. He can do it like anything, <laughs> you know, yeah. like he always kind of figures his way out of it. And, uh, mm-hmm. you know, he's like, just capable, he's very and capable, he's the yeah. main character. So exactly. of course we care about him. Yeah. You know? And so yeah. it's fun, you know, if you're, if you want that kind of story and that's exactly right. what I wanted, that's why I got it, you know, mm-hmm. but, uh, and, and like I said, I've already listened. So it's really just like a feel good sort of story to, to hear, right, but, yeah. um, sometimes think, you need candy, you know? Yeah. And, and that's kind of what I'm doing it as some ear candy, you know, and this is refreshing because everybody has a lot of depth and no, not, nobody is just this kind of simple, uh, you know, mm-hmm. character that is going to figure their way, you know, as simple as a genius character is like, you know, Jimmy Neutron was pretty simple, but he figured his way out in a fun, sciencey way through everything. It was the right, science yeah. experiments that were the cool thing about the show, not necessarily Jimmy Neutron, who was just a simple kid. Right. Like he's a simple character because he's just a genius. The, the, the interesting thing was the science and then his friends. Yeah, the story there was the fantastical trouble. nature of the situation and then and his the friends, solution. us living yeah. vicariously through his friends and being right, like, whoa. Yeah. <laughs> or, yeah, like, yeah, Jimmy Neutron's not an interesting character. Exactly. He's excessively capable. Yeah. It's like just him as a character, you know, just being a child that's a super genius is the joke or whatever mm-hmm. that like kind of makes you laugh. It's like, ha, a kid did that. And then the story that you're there for is for the ridiculous situation mm-hmm. and his obscene not obscene, but just like extraordinary solution to that ridiculous situation, you know? Yeah. And in those sorts of, in that sort of storytelling, I think that is the way you have to go because mm-hmm. if you just had like an ultra capable character doing boring things, you'd be like, well, what is, there's nothing to care about. here. Yeah. It is, it is kind of funny how Rick and Morty's done, uh, you know, Rick is the, uh, the super genius, uh, character, but he's still got a lot of depth and, uh, you know, but he's, you know, he's, 
exactly. I guess I guess it's more relatable like this this show how like they they built several seasons developing not just like the first season everybody had their role and they fit this stereotype not necessarily stereotype but they fit a model that worked well and then you know the as the seasons went on you got more depth on each of the characters and they really it wasn't just like how with Jimmy Neutron there's the simple character they all had depth even even mm-hmm. the dad who's literally the most simple minded had a lot of depth too cuz um you get emotional watching him you know go through stuff with his family um yeah, and that you know that's I feel like I'm I'm really interested. Uh, I'm trying to compare that to this book to Rick and Morty, right. I guess, because I just with all every character, even like even the two different dads having a lot of depth. Um, well, I guess the one dad didn't really have too much depth, but uh, I don't know. I just feel like with all the girls and like like even the side characters just have depth to me. So it's mm-hmm. not just like nothing is black and white in this, and I feel like it's just going to be. You can, I, I'm not going to be able to expect really anything. Does that make mm-hmm. sense? I'm not going to be able to see anything coming. Yeah, not, yeah. Not like I have no expectations for this. Right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I have no expectations. This book <laughs> is going nowhere. And <laughs> yeah, I, I think that the characters are pretty good. Yeah, I, I agree with pretty much everything that you're saying. Um, I just I, I hope that Arena's story picks up pretty soon. Yeah. And obviously, like we mentioned earlier, it has to. All the major catalysts of these three characters' stories has happened at this point. All in the last chapter. I really like breaking the book, the books into three. Sorry, I know that's a little off no. topic from what you were saying, but it just, mm-hmm. um, like you were saying with Irina's character, that's we got her almost like right at the this last little bit was just like yeah, I don't think we see her until chapters like like maybe chapter six or seven, like halfway through this section yeah. is when we first introduced to her. But that's when Miriam uh, first goes to uh, Visnia to do the you know to turn mm-hmm. the. Uh, for sticks silver into you know things that she can sell for the gold and then that gets to the duke which then obviously then gets to the duke's daughter so that's the train we have to follow just in the same way that we were with miriam up until the point that she then goes to the farm to collect and employs Mm -hmm. wanda so that's when we first meet wanda so you know time-wise it makes sense that that's when we finally meet her but everything happened for her much quicker obviously than the other ones yeah um i think that intentionally the three catalysts had to happen in the same chapter mm-hmm. um, or not. That's not what I meant to say, but I think that the author intended for all three catalysts to happen at the same time. And then the stories are going to weave back and forth, I think, yeah. and have a similar conclusion or a connected conclusion. Yes. Yes. I agree. Which I'm excited to see how that works out mm-hmm. because the arena has got, you know, all the jewelry and that's how she can go through mm-hmm. the mirror into what must be the Vristic's world. Because it's yeah. their silver that gets her there, and their, their magic through their silver that gets her there. So she escapes again and then runs into Miriam somehow, I guess, at some point. I don't know what Wanda and Sergey, her brother, do. Yeah. Like, how do they get wound back into it? I've got no idea. <laughs> yeah, man, this is going to be good. I, uh, yeah, I'm really looking forward to it. Yeah. I'm excited to see how these three things go and. Uh, potentially intertwined. Maybe they don't. Maybe I'm totally wrong about that, but I feel like that's inevitable. Oh, yeah. I don't think they necessarily... I mean, I don't know. I guess with Game of Thrones, there was there were several things intertwined that between the books that didn't really matter until right. <laughs> the, the <laughs> final moment when they all mm-hmm. collide. So, yeah, maybe they won't. But they've got to. I mean, they wouldn't really... I can't imagine yeah. they'd for bring them up without book, having... For a single book, yeah, yes. it wouldn't make sense for them not to have to relate again at some point. That's, that's one thing, too... 
I'm really happy about with this book. It is a single book in a very similar vein of her other book, maybe not the same universe, but it's just like it gives it gives me a lot of faith in this book having just a lot of depth and like a mm-hmm. well-rounded ending and story because uh, just, I mean, obviously it got nominated for a lot of awards and it won, uh, I believe it won, uh, maybe not the Hugo Award, but it was the... Uh, I remember that's what you said it was nominated for. Yeah, it won a, a different award that I'm, hmm, I can't man. think of right now, but it's just, it doesn't have to win award an award to be a good book. It just she's like a consistently good writer. Everybody that like that I've read about just says like, she's got a very unique way of making a story and building characters and having it all weave together. And mm-hmm. I think we're getting a little bit of that. And uh, for me, I think this is definitely gonna be like a rereader, <laughs> you know? Yeah. <laughs> and uh, yeah, I'm going to really, I think like it. Cause there's a lot with each character and I definitely missed stuff going through, you know, mm. I, I, you know, I always do, but um, this is gonna be a lot of fun too. Cause these are good. Like I said, there's there's something likable and not likable kind of about everybody. So I can right. just sort of like, um, you know, I, mean, I feel like I get the full range of feelings a lot in this, you know. Mm. I don't know. It's it's good. I'm enjoying it. And I think yeah, I'm definitely going to reread and, you know, get her other book probably. Yeah. At least the other one that's related to this. Uh, yeah. The, you know, the, un, the, untoothed um, or, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I think it's Uprooted. Uprooted. I think yeah, that's what it was. was. Um, yeah, I think I might check that one out after this one as well just because of it being not directly related but as they said a similar fantasy world i assume that means that it's just like the same mood and kind of general setting you know same ideas and themes uh, but not necessarily the same story yes uh, or even like the same idea like maybe magic is different in that one but the same kind of like mood of it being a real world Mm -hmm. and um you know, whatever, you know, those similarities are enough that people drew the similarities, you know? Right. I mean, also, I think we drew the similarity instantly just for when we were looking up the books. The covers the are covers. almost exactly <laughs> the exact same style. Yeah. Which could be a publisher thing um, for, you know, if, if they're the same publisher, it would make sense that the publisher would, you know, maybe try to keep it the same. Uh, but yeah, it's, it's the same font. It's the exact same sort of style of imagery, uh, the same art style within that imagery. It's, it's the exact same. <laughs> yeah. They had the same artist do those two covers, almost guaranteed. Yeah, it's definitely the exact same format, you know? <laughs> so, um, yeah, I mean, if if not for that one reason, I'm sure she wouldn't have said, like, hey, make it feel the same because I want it to be in a, you know, I want them to mm-hmm. to draw connections between these two. Um, that's got to be fun for her as the writer. Um, just a little side note. Um my mom is using an app called Libby, which you can use to get uh, connected to your uh, local library and you can download audiobooks and listen that way. I don't know if this oh, book is neat. on there, but I just thought it'd be something fun to bring up. Um, oh, yeah, that is super useful. Yeah. yeah so, you know, obviously cool. not a paid promotion, though. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> I right. just thought it'd be interesting since, you know, that that is one of the things we do. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, we're, right. We're into libraries, we're into reading and uh, listening to audiobooks. So, true. Yeah. I mean, I'm I'm pretty good. I think you wanna you wanna wrap up or for the, or do you, I think do you have, so. what do you have to say? I don't know this? if I have too much else to say. Yeah. Um. I don't know. I I would if I had to guess about where things are headed. Yeah, let's hit that. I would say that because at this point, Wanda and Sergey are just wandering around. Yeah. They don't know where they're going. They don't know how to get to Visnia. They can't get anybody in town to help them get there because now they're marked people. <laughs> they. So they're just, they wandered off into the forest the last we saw them. 
I think what's going to happen with Hansel them, now that I think about it, they're going to find the Varstic Road. They're mm-hmm. going to step onto it, and it's going to transport them to the world. Ooh, uh, yeah. And then Miriam is in this process of learning about the king, because uh, that's her new bargain, is I get to ask you three questions every day, and you have to answer them. <laughs> and so... She's in the process of learning about them. It's going to end up being some sort of situation where they end up like, you know, growing respect for each other. Maybe they don't fall in love. I think that would be a stretch. But I think that they learn about each other and about each other's races and something fosters from that. similar to, um, you know, the other book we read uh, by John Hugh. Oh, where uh, Hesina gets kind of into uh, what's his name? Uh, Akira. Oh, no, I was thinking the king without the tongue and and the sister. Oh, um, Hesina's sister. Yeah, <laughs> same book. You know. That uh, um, uh, uh, because, Warbreaker uh, by Brian uh, Brandon oh. Sanderson. Well, man, how did I do that? My bad. <laughs> um, yeah, in Warbreaker, that's what I was thinking of. Sorry, you know what I mean, mm-hmm. right? Um, yeah, it's sort of a situation similar to that. I think is probably mm-hmm. might come out of that story, uh, and then Irina is just gonna find herself. Yeah, <laughs> I think she's gonna have the most boring story. By a wide well, margin. Well, we'll see. <laughs> She'll show you. Hopefully. Yeah, hopefully. That'd be awesome. Mm. She has the most growth. She turns out to be the main character. She somehow takes down the Tsar or something like that. Because <laughs> the Tsar has got this deal with this demon mm-hmm. that gives him power and magic. Uh, even though he is the son of a sorceress. And so maybe that's why he even has his foot in with the demon that he's got this deal with. But yeah. it's... I mean, it, obviously, the magic is not coming from him. He has a pact with some demon that he's got to appease. So, sons of sorceresses are cool. Yeah, I Geralt's know. cool. Yeah. Uh, who else is a son of a sorceress? I mean, this guy knows a demon. That's pretty cool. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he might not be a cool guy, but it's kind of cool that he knows a demon. Right. That is um, cool points. That, yeah, man. Well, that's what I think is going to happen. Yeah. At this point. That's a good. That's a good guess. I like it. Hmm. I think that. Um. You know, probably everybody is gonna just like meet up, and then they're all gonna um, fall in love and happily ever after. Oh, just like one giant polyamorous family. Yeah, they can all live in like the, the, <laughs> on the mountain with the with, with ice king. Yeah, that's how they just get away from all the hateful people. It's so progressive and woke. It's so woke. <laughs> it's woke AF, <laughs> no, honestly, like I, I just I feel like it's too new for me to not too new. You know, it's like we're still in the first section. I'm, mm-hmm. I'm too, um, I'm too uh, green in this story to even make a guess. I think honestly, like I just, I'm, I'm ready yeah. to like. I think you made great guesses though. Honestly, I think you're on to something with with everything. So we'll see how close or how much we figure out. I guess in this right, yeah. section. Um, <laughs> we're gonna read. Seven chapters. Yeah, aren't, so 11 to 7 through 17? Through 17. Okay. Stop at 18. Yeah. It's like 125 pages or something like that. A little yeah. bit less this week, uh, but it's the. It, there's no way to break apart this last half evenly, for one. Mm-hmm. And then two, we ourselves are going to be on a short week because Jordan's going out of town, so we're going to try and record a little bit earlier. Yeah, so um, it, it's a little better for us to have yeah. less It works for us, you. and maybe it works for y'all, too, if y'all are doing anything. Uh, it is going to be championship weekend in the NFL this weekend, so maybe it Uh-oh. will be beneficial for y'all if y'all watch football. Um, 
But so yeah, uh, chapters 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16, 17 stop at 18. Yeah. Um, you guys know how to find us, um, Instagram and Twitter at ears underscore stamps and then dog ears and timestamps at gmail.com. Uh, again, um, I'm going to say that use the Libby, the Libby app and uh, mm. check out your local library, get a library card. Um, and then, uh, that's always good. Just get involved a little bit with the library because they do a lot of cool stuff with books and, and you know, that's, that's, true. that's what we're into. So, um, but yeah, use the Libby app and you can probably get books like this or other things that just to download, you know, eBooks, audiobooks, all, all that kind of thing. I think right. eBooks, I'm not hundred percent, but I know audiobooks. That's what my mom's using it for. Mm-hmm. So, um, get in on that. Cause that's some, you know, free, free books. Yeah. Um, and then, yeah, the, you know, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16, 17. Yeah. <laughs> we'll see y'all next week. I'm Will Hedrick. I'm Jordan Schaffer. This is Doggers and Timestamps. Go Packers.